the Rising Sisterhood podcast, where we're on a mission to create a movement of success for women globally so they can be celebrated, empowered, and decide to rise regardless of the circumstance. I know you're here to be inspired by bold women courageously sharing their stories of overcoming fear and listening to intuition. So together we can amplify our voices. Today, I invite you to join our sisterhood and rise with us. I want to start this podcast with some clarifying statements. You are enough. Every single one of the women in this book and in this podcast who are sharing their stories has felt at one time or another that they were not enough. But you see, they were always enough and you have always been enough. Never too much and not too little. You've always had everything you needed. But more often than not, we each experience some type of trauma in our life that rocks us to our core. And we begin to fear our next steps, question our beliefs, and our perceived limits manifest in different ways. For me, the lingering effect from my trauma manifested into disordered eating. I had to deprive myself of food like I felt I was being deprived of my voice. A lingering result from my trauma was the belief that my voice was insignificant. This was rooted in thousands of experiences that showed me it was true. The few times that I spoke out, I was shushed, urged to stay silent and ignored. Through this time, through this trauma, I learned it did not matter what I wanted, what I needed, or what I was feeling. So I stopped. I became a silo. I became trapped within the labyrinth of my mind. I'm never going to create an impact. I am never going to become something. I am never going to be validated. And these feelings of helplessness followed me through my adulthood. They held me back from pursuing my dreams. They held me back from making friends. They held me back from being the mother and the wife I had always dreamed of. On the outside, you see a capable woman, a business owner that seems to have it all together, and someone who is leading her team and her clients through scaling their businesses. But what you don't see is the fear, my body cringing when I meet new people, the millions of self-inflicting thoughts and the self-berating commentary that always echoes in my mind. I constantly hear, why did you just say that? You're an idiot. Seriously, stop acting like a fraud. They really don't care about what you say. They're just placating you. These are just some of the thoughts that run through my mind on a constant loop. And it's this ongoing and vicious cycle of rehashing what I learned many years ago. And the self-deprecating thoughts are viral. They're on this continual loop. We can have as much external validation from our peers And in my case, my absolutely loving husband, 
But if we cannot find the courage and grace ourselves, it's simply unfruitful. So when the idea of the Rising Sisterhood book began to bloom, I was so incredibly scared. The hesitation I felt to lead this project was debilitating. The memories of sitting in a creative writing class would flood my thoughts. And I would think about the time when I was told that writing is not something that I should ever pursue or do. Cross it all out and start again. The teacher from my creative writing class would bellow from the doorway. And I would look up from my desk in the very back corner of the classroom with my eyelids filling with tears. If you're not able to make at least a decent effort, it's better that you don't even try, he would say. And those pointed words in his eyes stared straight at me and no one else. It wasn't the first time that I experienced his criticism, but it always felt heavier and heavier as the words that he characterized as teaching were always recklessly thrown in my direction. I would lower my head and plop my hands into my face into my hands and tears would just escape. And he would continue and say things like, those with talent just have it. And darling, sometimes it's better to stop before you ever get too invested in a dream. It was that moment when I learned that dreams are just that, dreams. So when I began contemplating the Rising Sisterhood movement and the idea of creating a book alongside it, I instantly felt a flood of shame, of anger. I felt as if I was told that my words and my voice were never meant to be heard. I was transported back to that day and that cold, hard chair and desk in the creative writing class to the time when I felt so small, smaller than that speck of dust, my body just became enraged and heated with anger as I would relive those moments and thoughts in my mind. And then I began to become irate. I started thinking of the millions of other women who they too felt like they did not matter, that their story did not matter, that their voice did not matter. It was then I felt this urgency behind the rising sisterhood, behind the movement, behind the idea. And I instantly felt called to lead. I decided right then, right there, I was going to bring this idea to life. Now, when I made that decision, did I still feel small? Yes. Did I still feel like I wasn't the person who was capable of leading this? Yes. Did I feel still feel like this wasn't my place? 
because I didn't yet have this remarkable story? Yes. But was I actually going to do it? Also, yes. I decided I was going to embrace where I was, own the work that I needed to do, and choose to love the process of my new endeavor. The process was cathartic. And it is cathartic because I'm still in it. It's also exhilarating. Book one was the first time I allowed myself to begin healing from my wounds instead of always applying new bandages to them. The mission behind our project was what I needed and also what everyone else needed too. This project forced me to step out to put the spotlight on myself and to highlight my own story, to outline my deficiencies, my failures, to allow myself to be real, to be raw, to be authentic. And you know, nowadays, authenticity carries a lot of power, but it also carries a lot of grief alongside it. We aim to be authentic, to show our truest self to the world in those many social squares or through 60 seconds of video. But those truly, that's not authenticity. Those are still highlight reels filled with edited versions of what we deem authenticity. We want to show up as ourselves but are we ever really showing up as the, I'm a breaking down ball of mess that hasn't taken a shower in three days, authentic? Because in the truest form, that is real. This is where we all struggle with our voice. The idea that our voice should only matter when we're put together with a nice red bow and with a voice that echoes something profound. But that, I dare to say, is inauthentic. That version doesn't compel. It doesn't show our daily struggles or our daily wins. And this project is the antithesis of that jaded authenticity that so many people are out there spouting. The rising sisterhood, this movement, is derived from the idea that we are or have suffered an enormous catastrophe and that we are walking an unfamiliar and rocky path in order to find our light. We all have the same emotional struggles, the same insecurity, the same self-doubt, the same fear of not belonging, the same limiting beliefs that are all holding us back. It does not matter our backstory. These truths transcend. We feed this pain with comparison and pedestals for those that seem to have it all together. When we began this project, and I say we because my authors in both book one and book two are absolutely part of this project and this mission. But when we began this, I protected my fears from everyone. I wondered, is this story I'm going to tell even worthy of being written? Is this story 
even worthy of being published? And even more, is my story worthy to be read? The short answer, it was, and it still is. Because everyone has a story and every story is worth hearing. Yet we tend to feel enamored to keep our stories close to the chest and tightly wrapped. We feel like our lives are pretty ordinary at best and way too messy at other times. But mostly, we are afraid of being rejected. If you have felt like this, please know you are not alone. We all feel scared of allowing someone else to peer through the lens at our lives and our stories. But your story is meant to be shared. There are countless people who have had similar experiences to yours. And when you share how you have overcome those obstacles, how you have transformed, people around you will truly benefit. Your story is distinctive, unique, and absolutely belongs to you. But it can also inspire and heal so many others as well. There's an abundance of people who need to hear what you say. It is undoubtedly one of the greatest gifts you can give. It is a timeless treasure. You have everything you already need. You don't have to search for it. You are never missing it. Your light was never dimmer than someone else's. Please show up as you are. Tell your unfiltered story. Stand in your tenaciousness and be unapologetic. I promise there is freedom on the other side of broken. Thanks for listening to the Rising Sisterhood podcast today. Be sure to visit our website, therisingsisterhoodbook.com to learn more about our Rising Sisterhood movement and how you can also become a co-author in our next collaborative book. And if you've enjoyed listening to this episode, you may want to check out our latest book on Amazon. Just go to theRisingSisterhoodBook.com backslash purchase to be directed to the Amazon checkout page. We appreciate your support. And remember, our sisterhood sees you. If you've ever felt invisible, this movement is for you. We see you. You matter.